Good morning to you. Welcome to Reconciled 521 slash FBC podcast Facebook live stream. You are with me, your host and your brother in Christ, Gideon Mbeni. Wheresoever you are listening to us this morning, uh, I send greetings to all the pastors, uh, the men who are serving tirelessly in this unusual times and to all those deacons in all those churches you are really a blessing and this morning uh, this episode is dedicated to those men who are working tirelessly in these unusual times the courageous men who are standing in the forefront of the battle line as we stand in such a time as this as we are faced with diverse opposition is there hope for the Christian in such a time as this? Is there courage that must even come out of all these oppositions that we are facing? It is really in such a time as this that we can declare with Paul that our desire is to know him and to share in the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings that we may know the power of his resurrection. It is with that in mind that we begin our episode in this morning and in this day with a glorious triumphant song sung by our dear brothers and sisters from Crystal Park Baptist Church, Binoni, uh, which happens to be my home church as well. Uh, I was there for almost seven good years and it was a joy to serve together with my dear brother, friends and a co-worker Mark Pernis and we are going to listen to a song here up from the grave he arose a triumphant hymn a triumphant song fitting as even we are faced with this COVID-19 let's take some time and listen from Crystal Pop Baptist Quartet as we hear this song and the great hymn up from the grave he arose Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior, waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his Jesus, my Lord. 
that is a wonderful song there done by Christopher Baptist Cotate. And this morning we are going to be speaking about courage in the midst of opposition. There is this one truth and one reality, and that is that we all face discouragement. It is inevitable that even as you can devote yourself to the work of God, even as you can be so zealous and so passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ, but at one point in your walk, in your work for God, you face opposition. But let us look as to what we see in Nehemiah, even as we continue with our stories, a biblical accounts of revival and reformation. This will be a last account as we find it in the Old Testament. This man, Nehemiah, takes his time and he starts reconstructing the walls of the people of God. And yesterday, we did spend some time and we discussed as to how vital were wars in those ancient times. And we also saw as to the metaphoric um, usage of this idea of wars, even in the, in the 21st century, that wars are a symbol of fortitude. Wars are a symbol of protection. This is uh, uh, everything that one needs in the, in the city life. You walk in every every suburb, you, you are going to see every house has been fenced. Why? Because people want to be secure. And we see in the book of Nehemiah that God actually cares about our security. But then we also see in this book of Nehemiah, as we watch this strong, earnest, godly hero, Nehemiah, uh, as he resolutely leads his people in rebuilding the first part of this book we see him rebuilding then we are going to see him reforming the nation what we see then he resolutely resist compromise and laxity that was coming among us god's people because even as the people of the lord are coming in this particular place as they are rebuilding they encounter opposition it does not take long after nehemiah had called the people to say let's rebuild let's rise up and build the walls you hear in chapter 2 as you finish in verse 19, when Sanballat, then let's start rebuilding. This is what Nehemiah will tell the people. Let's start rebuilding. And they were all encouraged. They came together to rebuild the wall, to do this good work. You see here, the, 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 the intention amongst the people is there. The people now are motivated. This godly, prayerful leader has come amongst them. He has, he has, he has been so, so, so in tune with what God would have him to do. And he had asked for resources required for this particular work. But this leader, as he comes and he encourages the people, he exhorts the people, he invites the people to this particular task. It does not take long that they are faced with this opposition. What do we see? Verse 19 of chapter 2. That's where it all starts. When Sanabalat, the whole the Horonite, Tobiah, and the Amorite official, when they heard this, what do they do? What do you hear? When they heard about this, they mocked and they despised us. That's what Nehemiah recounts and gives his testimony. They recount, they, they, they despised us. What is this that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? And, I, and he says, he gives them a reply because as they are coming with this opposition, Nehemiah had to reply to them. He said, the God of heaven is the one who will grant us success. We, his servants, will start building, but you have no share, right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. 
And here are the opposers, here are the enemies of progress, here are the enemies of this particular work that God is about to do. As the nation of Israel is coming together, Nehemiah is very much aware as his face, it does not take long. We, we are not told as to whether they did this some weeks later, but as the narrative is going, we, we, we can actually even assume that these were men who were amongst the Jews. These would be men who were in the congregation, even as Nehemiah is preaching and is calling forth his people to this particular task. These men would stand and they would say, Ah, this is not going to work. This is not going to be as you are thinking that it will be. Listen to what they, they will continue to say in chapter 4. They, they will say, Sanballat heard the, the, the work has begun, the work is continuing. Chapter 4, what do you see? They became furious. They mocked the Jews before his colleagues and the powerful men of Samaria. And he said, what are these pathetic Jews doing? Can they restore it by themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they ever finish? Can they bring these burnt stock stones back to life from the mouths of rubbers? In other words, Sanballat, Tobiah, Okay, what do you see in verse 3? Then Tobiah, the Amorite, who was beside him, he said, Indeed, even if a fox climbed up what they are building, he would break down their walls. They are despising the work of God. They are undermining the work of God. They are the, these are, this is a necessary opposition party. These are just backing. They are the ones who are actually, at this point in time, the, the Lord is doing his work. They, they, you know, they are like those dogs that will back and back and back and back, but they don't want to, to fight. They, they back, back and back and back, and they don't want to be involved at all. They, they are good at criticizing, critics. These are like pundits, <laughs> soccer pundits, who say about this player, this player, but they, they have not played soccer before. Uh, it's like that. They, 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 they want to speak against something that they are not even involved in. They don't have a heart, but you'll be surprised later on in chapter 13 as we come to the end. But these will be the same men that after everything is done, they will find their way amongst God's people that they'll even be sleeping. They will occupy a place in the household of God. I will show you that later on as we continue this with this talk next week. But what I want you to see is these are the men who are coming in and they are bringing this opposition to the work of God. But Nehemiah could not back down. The people of God could not back down. They continued to build. They continued to repair house upon a house. They repaired all the gates, all the old gates, the broad wall, the tower of the ovens, the valley gate, the dung gate, the fountain gate. Everything was, was they, they were building. They did not back down to the work to do the work of God. They did not back down to do the work of God. They were encouraged and they were courageous in the midst of discouragement. One would wonder and one would say, why are these men so relentless? 
what is it that church of Jesus Christ because this applies to you and I because here's what I want you to see what is it that is motivating what is it that is encouraging Nehemiah why is Nehemiah the leader not backing down why is he not just a hit and run kind of a leader why is he not just another kind of you know we have a lot of those leaders who who make a big noise they come and they they do this and this and the like and they go you never hear about them anymore Oh, we start with good intentions. Let's let's do evangelism or let's have a crusade. And we want to pray for revival. If we desire revival, if we desire reformation, it does not mean that this will come uh, in, the, in the sweet by and by. Or it does not mean that we'll have utopia. Everything is going to be subjective to what we desire. There is going to be opposition. We will face opposition from every side, political opposition, religious opposition, critiques, and we, we, we are going to face ridicule and critiques. We are going to face even those who think that they have the know-how and to analyze and criticize God's work. Why? Because it is not according to the popular opinion, but that is not what Nehemiah does. Nehemiah, you may wonder to say, why is Nehemiah not bugging down? Nehemiah would remember very well as to what David had to say to his son Solomon when they were building, when Solomon was planning to build the temple. Listen to what David had to tell his son Solomon. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Why? For the Lord your God. No, this is this is this is this is this is this is Moses speaking. He says, be strong and very courageous. Do not be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and he said to him, in the presence of all the Israelites, this is Moses, be strong and courageous. For you must go with these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I'm sure Nehemiah, as a man who devoted himself to prayer, as a man who devoted himself, and we've seen Ezra, a man who devoted himself to, 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 to the study of the word, to do it, this, this is the caliber of a man. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous. Do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, the, the Lord, your God. My God is with you. He will not fail or forsake you. And do the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And in this, in this case, until the work of the service as you are rebuilding the wall is finished and Nehemiah will go on and he will press on as he remembers these promises of God as he remembers us what God has said through the mouth of Moses to Joshua as you remember what God has said to Joshua himself in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 and to 11 what does God tell Joshua have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go so Joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp tell the people get your provisions ready three days from now you cross the Jordan here to go into the and to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you do you see how many times that God in the Old Testament would encourage his people in the face of opposition 
as they face their enemies, you would tell them to be strong and courageous. As we are faced with every divergent opposition in terms of worldviews, as we are faced with every religious opposition, as we are faced with this pantheon of ideas that they would want us to worship and not to stand as those who serve and worship the one true God, God's work must stand. And if we desire revival, Church of Jesus Christ, it will not come on the silver platter. Revival would come to the men and to the women who will stand faithfully and firmly with their God. Revival will stand to men and women who are going to be courageous even in the face of opposition. They will call us names, homophobes. They will call us names as, as those who are, who, are, uh, who, who are separatists. They will call us names as, as, as those who, who are not progressive. They are going to call us all those names. Some of us have to die. Some of us have to be flown in jail. Are we willing as the church of Jesus Christ to face that? Or are we, are we, are we, are we, are we so much concerned about our comforts? Are we so much concerned about our... Our own opinions? That we desire to be accepted by men at all costs. We desire to, to do everything that the world around us is telling us. Are we willing to stand in the presence of God to be men who are thoroughly convinced that this is God's work? So therefore, you see here that as Nehemiah stands before these people, as he faces this opposition, Nehemiah remembers what God had said in the past to the people. Even before they were even sent into this exile, God would say through Isaiah, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you. Isaiah 41 verse 10 to 13. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and they will be disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and they will perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. Why? For I am the Lord your God, who take hold of your right hand and I will say to you, do not fear. Listen, pastor, do not fear. Listen, man of God, do not fear. Listen, Christian, do not fear. Why? Because the Lord says, I will help you. But we will face opposition. Opposition will come, but the Lord is with us. But let us take heed to the voice that the Lord is saying to us here. Let us, let us heed its voice as Nehemiah is showing us here. There is no winning without warring. There is no opportunity without opposition. That's what we must know. There is no open doors set before us without there being any adversaries to obstruct our entrance into those doors. Paul would say that in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. So whenever you see this, whenever the saints of God say, let's rise up and build, like you see with Nehemiah, whenever we say that, whenever we would stand and say, let us rise up and build, the enemy would stand and say, let us rise up and oppose. But Christian, the Lord is with us. So let us, let us, let us not give up. 
because there is no triumph without trouble there is no victory without vigilance there is no cross in the way to every crown that is worth wearing the the, the, the lessons are here and the analogies are clearly painted in this book they are everywhere in this book. We see here that the, 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 there are wars of the city of God to be rebuilt in every individual human heart. There are the wars of a city of God to be built among the nations of the earth. And as such, what do we see? Nehemiah really exemplifies the vital principle which are involved in all the building. If we ought to build if it is to be a faithful work unto God and we desire it to be as Nehemiah would describe here he says the God of heaven the one who grant us success if the God of heaven will give us success if we his servants who start building and those who are enemies of the work of God, those who are self-seeking, those who are self-serving, those who are trying to oppose and critique God's word and God's workers. Because we have many who are trying to undermine the work of God by their own selfish gains, the false prophets of our day. And Nehemiah here stands, he stands out as a man of prayer, he stands out as a man of faith, he stands out as a man of courage, and he stands out as a man of action. And that's what we need. Look up to the verses and see the incidents that are painted here. These are inspiration to us. This is what we need. And, and Reverend uh, Samuel Chadwick of the Methodist Church was right when he said, Oh Lord, make us intensely spiritual, but keep us perfectly natural and thoroughly practical. And this, this is the character aspect that Nehemiah demonstrates and, dis, uh, and displays in this particular narrative. So he goes on, and it took 52 days for the war of Israel to finish. But it was courage in the midst of opposition. So as we recall the prayer of Nehemiah, as we recall that which Nehemiah would do here, because he would come before God, God, oh our God, for we are despised. Make their insult return on their own heads. Let them be taken as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt. Nehemiah prays this prayer, comes before the Lord, and he is asking, and the Lord strengthened them. Christian then let me conclude by saying this what do we see here is this man was intensely spiritual we see from chapter 1 he prayed and he fasted yet he, he was perfectly natural in other words he, he involved uh, required authorities and necessary preparation that was required he went about to investigate and he was able to see as to what is expected of the project in order for it to carry to be finished and he was very natural and he told the people to say that if we are to be very strategic and if we are to finish this work let everyone build and let everyone repair the walls that are in front of them and every family was involved in this work it was a community pro, pro, pro project, but yet every member of the community was personally, individually involved in this project. So it must be with you and I. Are you discouraged, Pastor? Take courage, for the Lord your God is with you.
Christian, are you discouraged? Listen to what the New Testament to encourage us in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Ephesians chapter 6, finally, my, my beloved, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Why? Because Paul would also say this Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, for the spirit of God gave us, the, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. First Corinthians 16 verse 13, be on your God, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Why? Because we know this, that the righteous are bored as a, a lion. The wicked flee when no man pursues them. Mark 5 verse 36, overhearing what they said, Jesus said to them, don't be afraid, just believe. Philippians 1 28, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but you will be saved and that God is on your side. And that is the encouragement that we have. Be strong then. Proverbs 31 verse 24, be strong to your heart, all of you who hope in the Lord. That is what we have. So then we need to be courageous in the face of opposition, even though the enemies will rage and the enemies would come. Man of God, be strong. Let us stand against the opposition of false teachers. Let us stand against the opposition of worldviews that are divergent and they are counter scriptural and biblical. Let us stand against anything that is opposing Christ and his cross. And if you are there and you are listening to this, you wonder to say, but how can I be courageous in and of myself? How can I be courageous? I do not know how to stand and I don't know as to how am I going to get through this. Listen to this. Your Lord and your master Jesus came and died the death you did not deserve. He rose again in victory over the grave. He has defeated our our admit enemy, our adversary, the devil, and, 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 and death itself. So we stand strong knowing that the victory has been won for us. We are not fighting and we are not progressing in this work because we want to earn some good merits with God. No, we are fighting because we know that our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ has conquered. John chapter 16 verse 33, Jesus has taught us, in this world you have a lot of tribulations. Be of good cheer. Be courageous because I have overcome the world. So may we go out there and stand strong for greater is he that is in us than the one who is in the world. He has conquered death. He has defeated sin and we come in humility knowing that he has won a victory for us so we do his work and we do his biddings even in the face of opposition. Shall we bow our heads and we pray together. Our Father, we thank you so much this morning. We honor you for your grace and your mercy upon us. We thank you that you have triumphed over death. We thank you. Our desire is that of poor, that we may know you and share in your sufferings, that we may know the power of your resurrection. So we forget everything that lies behind us. We press on towards the mark of the upward core in Christ Jesus, even in the face of opposition. 
So we fix our eyes on what is unseen. For all that we see is temporary, but what we do not see is eternal. We walk by faith, not by sight. For the glory of Jesus Christ, for the good of his church, we ask, may God's people say amen. Thank you very much. It's been a blessing to share with you. See you later, God willing, this evening as we continue with our episode. As we talk, we have a woman month special episodes and we are going through the book of titus and we are expounding titus chapter 2 until next time god bless you you are with me your brother in christ gideon and penny may the lord be with you be strong and courageous and continue serving faithfully to all the pastors out there to all the men who are serving i love you and i continue to pray for you and let us stand strong even in such a time as this god bless you richly thank you very much low in the grave he lay jesus my savior Waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to